0: Everybody. Welcome to Evil Pudding, a True Crime Podcast. That's what this show is right here. Evil Pudding, a True Crime Podcast. Right here, this show. This one? That's what like it is. This one? This one right here. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm Courtney.
1: <laughs> and I am Patrick. Yes, you are. I know. I've been this way my whole life too. It's crazy. I know. <laughs> Don't judge me. Don't judge me.
0: Oh, I'm judging. And speaking of Patrick, it's a Pat episode today.
1: It is. A
0: pat episode.
1: A- don't ever.
0: It's a Pat. Ever use it again? <laughs> Pat has never had his own episode. It's always been a Courtney Sode, but now it's a Patisode.
1: Yeah, I, I don't even know what to say to that. That's kind of ridiculous. I'm super
0: excited. Just go. With Are
1: it. you excited? Just accept it. You excited? I'm yeah. nervous as hell. I'm I got a
0: week off. Hell yeah! I'm totally. Nervous. Although I'm making you pay for it next week,
1: but yeah, and, and I'm sure we'll cover that later. But yeah, so seriously, I'm not gonna lie. I am kind of excited because mm-hmm. it's. Something cool and fun to do. It's different than our normal stuff.
0: Are you scared?
1: I'm not scared. I'm a little nervous. Yeah. Because honestly, I mean, you actually let me do a case for us to cover and we all know that I'm going to take this some fucked up weird place. Paranormal, weird as shit. That's because what, it's you. It's what I do, right? It's what I do. <laughs> but I want to do it justice because I not know how much research and effort you put into it. Oh, I don't want to like not hold the same standard. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to do it justice today and tell the story like just half as well as you normally do and I'll be happy with it. Uh, I do have high expectations for you, though. Why? You're, oh. you're sitting in my seat, so I expect oh. a lot of fucked up one-liners and stupid ass comments that get repeated all over the internet and posted all over our social media, because that's, like, that's what my job is. I promise
0: you lots of fucked upness and stupidity, but I cannot promise you that it will get, people will want it on a t-shirt like yours, like I, your comment. That's
1: the expectations. So I'm just putting it out there. I'm just okay. putting it out there. No, honestly, uh, this one was a little tricky <laughs> for me. Because what we're covering today is definitely not um, like fully factual. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of different stories and tales and even legends that go on with what we're talking about, and they all kind of go different directions. So it's a little tricky, kind of corral them all. I talked to you about this earlier in the week. It's like, how the hell do I keep this all in like one straight line? And it's almost impossible. Seriously, gonna make me give you a newfound respect for how you put these things together because this shit was nuts. It's uh,
0: hard to make it flow, right?
1: It's it's really hard to make a good chronological flow like That's start it. to finish here's the it's, background yeah, here's timeline. how things happen because you have all these different accounts mm-hmm. you have all these different people firsthand third party so and so said this and you're like oh,
0: you have fuck. to paint a picture with your
1: words how do you, how do, you do that
0: it's really I hard know. to do i'll yes. be
1: honest with you so i'll tell these stories the best that i can and i will let you guys out there decide what's true what's fiction if you guys have your own theories feel free to chime in but, uh, so you're probably all wondering what the hell we're doing yeah, today. Yeah, what
0: the hell are you doing today?
1: So we're going to talk this, or kick this off, and talk about cryptids. And in particular, my three favorite cryptids. So you picked three. I picked three. I did pick three. And a lot of people are like, what the fuck is a cryptid? I'll get to that. <laughs> uh, the interesting thing about these stories, and I wanted to kind of bring this up, is, you know, a lot of times when things happen and to us humans are around us, and we can't explain them, and we have no fucking explanation of what it is, Mm-hmm. Our mind is so crazy that it will come up with some like wild ass shit and be like, "Oh, that's re- that's probably what it was." Crop circles? It was probably fucking aliens, right? There's yeah. no other logical explanation that we can come it up with.
0: Wasn't Billy with a lawnmower? Like,
1: so, I was like, <laughs> exactly, Billy wasn't out there with a lawnmower, so it's got to be aliens, right? So, that's what I love about this is, you know, a lot of these explanations that we're going to talk about today and a lot of these theories are just, just off the freaking wall. They're they're batshit crazy. I'm ready, but they're possible, right?
0: Well, yeah, we don't know everything. Exactly.
1: So a lot of people are probably out there like, if you're not reading and watching crazy, weird, paranormal, and unknown shit like you and I are all the time, Mm -hmm. everyone's like, what the fuck is a cryptid, Patrick? Patrick, what is a cryptid? Yeah, what is it? So you've probably all heard of one or many of them over the years, and you probably just didn't know they were grouped in this grouping called cryptids. So basically put, cryptids are creatures that fall under the pseudoscience of cryptozoology.
0: So Fancy.
1: it's a whole bunch of words, but it's essentially the study of unknown, mm-hmm. legendary, or extinct creatures or animals. So basically, they cannot be proven to exist or not to. or not to exist. So they are animals that are have been claimed but never proven to exist. Like we just said, much like Bigfoot,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Loch Ness Monster, mm-hmm. and the Yeti. So those are three examples I'm not mm-hmm. covering today because everyone knows those. You're not covering the yeti. Oh, no, I'm not covering to the yeti, <laughs> and but the yeti's a good one to to pick so on. The, the,
0: well, maybe we can touch on it briefly when we cover the. Di- uh,
1: you're di- about to touch on what I'm about okay, to touch sorry. on.
0: <laughs> See, we're we're in <laughs> tune. We're on We've it been on this one. Too long. That's yeah,
1: exactly. And like you said, to, to the point we are talking about explaining things. Uh, if anyone's familiar with the story of the Dyatlov Pass, mm-hmm. where the hikers went disappearing, it's just to this day, no one knows what happened. One of the fucking theories is a damn Yeti.
0: Well, I usually <sighs> could have a guess. And that's- a, That one's so at hard. At this point, I'm like, aliens are a Yeti. I mean, I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, but that's one of the theories is, is, is like, it's science, it's, you know, military. I it's,
0: don't see how even science or military can be responsible for that.
1: We can go off on that one on yeah, a whole tangent, but I that one does have a there. scientific explanation with the slab theory. It does. Yeah, remember how we, we, we can go into that another
0: time. We, I forget things. The
1: slab theory is basically because of the the weather and the temperature, it caused a, basically a slab of an avalanche, which is
0: yeah. But that wouldn't remove their tongues with
1: I, surgical I, precision. I don't, they were also butt naked and they clawed their way out of the. Well, tent. that can
0: also be explained and, scientifically with.
1: Well, there's a theory about that called uh, I can't remember what it is, but it's basically hypothermia severely, and and but you feel like burning. you're on fire. Yeah, so, so you, you take like clothes you,
0: off. Disrobe.
1: Disrobe. We are way off topic and I love it.
0: Sorry, let's go back. (laughs) I fucking
1: love it. (laughs) So back to the cryptids. Um, So a lot of us see these things as legends or fairy tales like Loch Ness Monster and all this stuff, right? But of course, and I know you know this, but did you know throughout time that many animals that we know today are scientifically proven animals were once considered cryptids? Yeah. Yeah, I know you do. And I know the first one that's going to come to your mind.
0: I always say it. At one time, a gorilla was a cryptid.
1: Yep. Gorillas, believe this or not, uh, most Europeans thought they were human-like monsters only told through tales. They
0: had never seen
1: one. And never seen until 1947 when bones were found and a new species was discovered. I'm oh, sorry, 1847. And increasingly, or interestingly enough, mountain gorillas stayed cryptids until 1902. So another 50 years. later
0: than I thought it would be. I thought it would be like in the 1700s
1: or something. Right. And then uh, another interesting one was until 1910, the idea of a giant lizard was laughed at by the scientific community Mm -hmm. until they discovered a Komodo dragon.
0: Who's laughing
1: now? Who's laughing now? (laughs) One of the most common ones that people still refer to to this day is the giant squid because that was considered a myth until the first photos in 2004 were taken. And then in 2006, a live one was actually caught. But that one is so new that people still think it's a hoax. We just watched Shark Week this week and we saw a thing about the giant squid. Yeah. So it's actually part of the scientific community now, but it's so new that people the are like yeah, basically they
0: think that the there's no such thing.
1: They think there's no a lot there's of people a still
0: giant squid and a colossal squid. That's crazy. But a lot of
1: people can't really prove. You can't go see it like you can see a gorilla. So they're like, oh, I don't know if that's real. It could be some bullshit they made up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then there are my two favorite ones on this list, which. <laughs> <laughs> are the platypus and the kangaroo. I've
0: never seen a platypus. Have you?
1: I have at a zoo, uh, and I can see why it was on the list since it looks like a beaver or like with an otter beak. with a giant duck bill. Isn't
0: that crazy?
1: So, yeah, obviously it would sound ridiculous until someone yeah. like picks it up and goes, oh, shit, this thing's real. They're so cute. And then yeah. you have kangaroos, which were first described by uh, the explorer Amerigo Vespucci.
0: Ooh, Vespucci. Back I'm in
1: familiar. 149- I, I think so, since we live in America. <laughs> kind of named after him. Uh, <laughs> but that was as far back as 1499, and they were said to have fox heads, man hands, monkey tails, and carry their youngs in a pouch.
0: They're not wrong.
1: Uh, and, no, they weren't, but that could sound ridiculous, right? But in 1929 or 1629, we yeah, had my dates all messed up. In 1629, one was actually discovered, but it died after it was captured. Mm-hmm. And then it was until 1770 that one was actually discovered and brought back to, to scientific communities to look at by none other than Captain Cook. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. So I tell you this because um, cryptids become real. Some of them actually become real. So what we're going to talk about today, there's a chance that 50, 100 years down the road, this is a real animal.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and one or two of them might actually really be, and we'll see that when we get into them. But are they real? Who knows? Maybe, maybe you have some examples that I give you and you think they are. Maybe you've seen something that aren't. I don't know. That's for you guys to find out. This is really speculative and kind of fun in that way. So today we're going to dive into the three I wanted to dive into, which mm-hmm. are the fucking Mothman. Okay, the chupacabra, chupacabra, and my personal favorite because I grew up around it, the Jersey Devil. The Jersey Devil, of course.
0: I knew it was going to be the Jersey Devil. I, I figured it would be the Mothman. I, c- I can tell the Jersey.
1: I can tell the Jersey Devil. I can t- I can tell the Jersey Devil story like in my sleep.
0: Yeah, no, I know you. Um, can. You told it to me. The
1: so chupacabra I picked because well, fuck, we live in Texas.
0: Yeah,
1: it is the legend of Texas. Yeah, like it's one of the only cryptids that you will find here. And the Mothman is just such a polarizing figure. Uh, and we'll get into him first, but it's just a crazy tale, crazy story, so many what ifs. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's literally like dozens of theories about what it is and where it comes from. So we'll kind of dive into those and we'll, uh, we'll kind of dive into the Mothman right away. So let's do it. Let's do it. So, the Mothman, for those of you who haven't heard of him, He is very popular, or she, whatever it is, I don't want to assume it's gender. No, don't assume
0: it's gender. We're not
1: sure. (laughs) It's a very popular cryptid in pop culture. Uh, It's been used in shows, uh, books, movies, and and one of the most famous being the book, The Mothman Prophecies, written in 1975, which was later turned into a movie with the same name in 2002, uh, starring Richard Gere, Deborah Messing, and Will Patton.
0: Wasn't there a movie... More recently than
1: that? There have been other ones, but that mm-hmm. is probably the most famous one. Because okay, gotcha. it actually accounts for a lot of the stories because the book was more factually based. We've had a lot of other ones that are like loosely based on it kind of thing. I didn't want to list them all for time's sake because there's a ton. But this thing even has a festival devoted to its legend in the town where it was first seen that reportedly sees twelve to 15,000 people a year at the festival. Damn. Pretty cool. I went down a rabbit hole on the websites about this thing. There's a museum. There's fucking statues in this town. Like, this is like, it's a little ass town in West Virginia. This is like their claim to fame. So what is the Mothman and where the fuck does he come from, right? So it's largely part of West Virginia folklore. The Mothman is a creature that was first reported back between November 12th, 1966 and December 15th, 1967 uh, in Point Pleasant, West Virginia.
0: So he's a Scorpio.
1: Just like you. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It makes yours. sense. Kind of. Kind of. Kind of makes sense now. Um, but <laughs> he, not a dick. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no. But he's honestly been seen all around the world mm-hmm. after that, and I'll get into that. It's kind of crazy. Um, but this thing is described as standing on two legs, like a humanoid figure with very large wings. It's often said to be about seven feet tall with Damn. a ten to fourteen foot wingspan. One, all accounts have the same story of huge, glowing red eyes. But they differ. Some say it's on its head and some say it's headless and the eyes are in its chest. Holy. Which is like, fuck that. I'm sorry. Uh, if I'm seeing someone without that head and its eyes are in its chest and it's staring at me. But
0: with that wing- wingspan and that height, I mean, we need to get him into the NBA for sure.
1: He's going to dunk on some people. I mean, yeah, but.
0: He can fly too, I bet.
1: Well, I mean, he does fly. We'll get into that, but it definitely does fly. Uh, It's also said that it makes a screeching sound around there, similar to a record player at high speeds.
0: No, thank you. That's
1: what it was equated to. Mm -mm. It's also reported to cause radio and electronical interferences. It was said that it caused appliance problems, interrupted police radios, and even made cars malfunction.
0: That's crazy because in hauntings, what do you hear? They, they mess with radio frequencies.
1: They they mess with radio. And, and also with aliens, they mess with, they radio. Mess with
0: radio frequencies. So it's
1: kind of got the same similarity. And what's funny about that is there's theories for both of those.
0: Oh, okay. So okay. when we get into that part. I'm ready.
1: We're going to get into crazy. But first we're going to talk about the sightings. Like what happened with this thing. Yeah. And then we'll get into the theories.
0: People bound to see it.
1: Yep. So. The first original sighting, and it's actually not the one that's most attributed is the original sighting. Mm -hmm. The second one is. But the original sighting happened on November 12th, 1966 in Clendenin, West Virginia. I hope I said that right. Uh, When some grave diggers witnessed a huge thing flying over them while they were digging graves in a cemetery, they reported it was a massive brown human being type figure that moved from tree to tree. Oh, Jesus. So that's why it's not the first real sighting because it really doesn't describe the Mothman as the Mothman Uh, but people were like they heard about this afterward and were like no we saw this fucking thing flying from tree to tree when we were digging graves which is even creepier if you ask me you add the creep factor into that
0: did you see there if he was watching
1: them it didn't say they just said they saw him flying and basically bounding from treetop to treetop
0: probably up to no good
1: I'm not sure he was doing anything good and then the next sighting was just two days later on November 15th 1966 a large grayish creature was seen by two couples outside Point Pleasant, West Virginia, Roger and Linda Carberry and Steve and Mary Millette. Now, they told the the police that they had seen a large flying man with 10-foot wings and red glowing eyes. So, to
0: be clear, this is four people with the same story.
1: Four people, all together, same account.
0: I'll let you finish, but I would have some issue if it was just one.
1: Exactly. Now, the couples had been driving in an area known as the TNT area, which had actually gotten its name as it was a former army or army depot for we- World War II weapons and munitions plant. Okay. So they stored all these weapons there. They actually manufactured munitions there. Um, this is somewhat of an important detail as the area was riddled with tunnels and bunkers that had been used to store, you know, the ingredients and gunpowder and all these things. Perfect hiding spot. Well, it was actually reportedly seeping chemicals into the ground and the water supply in 1979, labeling labeling it an environmental disaster, and in 1983 it was called one of the country's most polluted locations.
0: So do you think that maybe a man fell in there and along with a moth and it just melted them together?
1: Or do you think the water supply was polluted and people were hallucinating?
0: Ooh, that too.
1: That's why I throw it in there because it's just one more I aspect. Like a moth and a man <laughs> I do too. <laughs> But it just it just adds one more aspect to the story. It like does. what the fuck,
0: it does. right? Different elements.
1: And like I said, I bring this up just to add another level. And it adds, you know, is there pollution or radiation in the area? Does that affect people? Do they hallucinate or manifest these things in their minds? No clue. Just something to think about when you're talking about it.
0: Is that where all the water came from in West Virginia? No,
1: it just it just seeped into the ponds in and town? stuff in that area. Okay. So unless I
0: they were really drinking the water, I don't think they would have been hallucinating.
1: But this is. Who knows Who knows knows how their water supply worked back then, if they had wells, if they had underground water supplies. We don't know. Um, Now, both couples that we originally talked about had agreed the creature was clumsy running on the ground after they saw it. Uh, But it flew at incredible speeds, which were even speculated to be as fast as 100 miles an hour.
0: So now, were these couples together? They
1: were all in the same car.
0: Okay, so they were all together.
1: All together. Okay. And they know how fast this thing was going because it had chased them in... I believe it was Rogers 1957 Chevy Bel Air mm-hmm. speeding down Highway 62, and they reportedly were speeding at speeds over 100 miles an hour, and this thing kept Damn. up with them.
0: Flying over
1: Even banged on their roof.
0: No, thank you. God, it reminds me of Jeepers Creepers. No
1: crap. I was going to get to that later. Um, <laughs> and then it just flew off into the field and vanished.
0: It's just like the school bus.
1: Scene. It's just like Jeepers Creepers. Jeepers yeah. Creepers is literally based off we'll of We'll go this. back to that. But yeah. it's not the Mothman. You know what I mean? It's the yeah. idea, it's, no, the, it's the legend. Now, Roger even went back to say how absurd all of this sounded when they told it to everybody. But he yeah. then said if he hadn't seen it with his own eyes, he wouldn't believe it. And all four of them had the same fucking story. So either they really concocted this shit up or no. Nah, pretty sure it was true.
0: Well, if they were, well, let's just say for argument's sake, they were hallucinating. Would you say that all four would share the same hallucination? Very rare. That's it's very, a very unlikely.
1: Yeah, the coincidence behind that is just like ah, I don't know Even about that.
0: Even two shared hallucinations.
1: That's right. Rare. It's very rare, but it was. It wasn't before long that the couple saw the creature again. Damn. So they later saw it. It didn't have a date on it, but back on Highway 62, where it appeared for to be waiting for them, so on the
0: road. They wanted to just. Chat, and then up? it's
1: their headlights hit it and it lifted straight up in the air like a helicopter and took off at an insane speed over the tree line. So this thing just wanted? like, it like literally was standing there and just jumped straight up in the air, flew up in the air and flew away.
0: What do you think it wanted? What was the point of that? Just to be like, hey, you weren't tripping.
1: <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you saw me. But what we can get into that when we get to the theories because there's one theory okay. of why he's there. Now reporters called the account into question until mm-hmm. over the next three days,
0: mm-hmm.
1: eight more sightings were reported. So eight more people, eight different people over the next three days have reported this thing. So the reporters were like, okay, this is kind of getting weird.
0: So it wasn't just four, there was more.
1: Yeah, and that includes two firefighters who had seen a very large bird-type creature with glowing red eyes.
0: Jeez.
1: Another resident in Salem, West Virginia, has a truly creepy account.
0: Okay, I'm ready. Uh,
1: and you're, this, this one's going to bother you a little bit. Okay. His TV actually started having strange patterns all over it, like we talked about with interference, right? And it was followed by weird noises at home. And when he went to investigate the sounds outside, his flashlight reflected off two red eyes that he claimed were like bicycle reflectors when the light hit him. Oh. He also saw paw prints going around in circles that vanished, which belonged to his dog. His dog was never seen again from that day. It's believed that the Mothman took his dog. What? Yeah. So this dude's tripped out, creeped out out in the middle of West Virginia, and his dog disappears. Like, he could see the paw prints from this dog running around like, like it was in just distress or duress, and then just disappeared. No tracks going from there, no tracks coming to there.
0: Just, just going. Just paw prints ended.
1: Just in a circle, and then boop, gone. Never seen it again.
0: That's insane. Maybe they just, he just wanted a pet.
1: I don't know. I don't know, I don't they didn't know what it body, is. Because it
0: didn't want a body, thank God. Maybe he just wanted, he was like,
1: so, it's my dog now. You know, there's, there's hundreds of sightings of this thing over the next few years, mm-hmm. and, and throughout time, or since then, basically. Um, before we get into some more of the stuff with him, I want to kind of go over some of the theories. Because okay. yeah. one of these theories kind of relates really drastically into some things that come up. Okay. One of the other, So there are many theories, like I said, about this creature, which range from it being to a large sand crane, which was the animal explanation for it, right? There's theories about aliens. There's theories about demons. Mm-hmm. And then there's the theory that is a harbinger of doom
0: harbinger of doom you say it is a harbinger
1: <laughs> of doom so basically it I'm is there that to yourself. foreshadow doom or it's a bringer of doom if you will oh. so the theory that you know it's demonic is it's because it's extremely similar to demonic archetypes that are commonly found among those experiencing sleep paralysis so basically, it's the embodiment of fears of your subconscious. Yeah. So basically, what they're saying is these people were lacking sleep, having sleep paralysis or whatever it was, and their subconscious made them like see the this
0: sleep shit. Sleep paralysis demon. The, the yes, exactly. Yeah.
1: But how many people are having sleep paralysis seeing the same damn thing?
0: Eight in the same town. Damn. Four at the same time. Because I know sleep paralysis sucks, but it's just way too coincidental.
1: So that one's a little like eh, I don't know about that shit, but. A cool theory, right? So, I like to put all the weird theories in here too because they're just kind of fun to hit on. Yeah, another theory is that he has UFO ties. Um, ties, yeah, he's connected with uh, aliens and UFOs. Okay, and where does that even come from? The men in black
0: come again,
1: the men in black. Okay. Yes, I said it. So, uh, it is said you know, over this 13 month period from November 1966 to December 1967, there were over a hundred people or sighters that had seen this thing. And they, even though a lot of these reports were unidentifiable, so they say it could only have been 20 to 30, Mm -hmm. every reported witness was supposedly harassed by men in black suits, urging them not to spread any information about their visions or about what they saw or about the occurrence.
0: You know, I have heard, I think it was on lights out podcast. Shout out to lights out. He talked about, some of the UFO encounters and some of these people who have seen UFOs mm-hmm. and they were also men approached black by men in
1: black suits. Especially in this time period. Especially the 60s, 70s, and 80s really. That's insane. So supposedly these men in black suits showed up in West Virginia and we're telling everybody they had said, I saw the thing. Like, shut up. Don't say a damn word. So for all the conspiracy theorists out there, aliens? I don't know.
0: Hmm.
1: But that brings me to, I don't know if this is the the best theory, but this theory has a lot of foundation to it. and It's crazy. A lot of weight. And that's the Harbinger of Doom theory. Um, it, ha- Like I said, it has foundation of it. And it started to take foothold from the Point Pleasant Silver Bridge collapse on December fifteenth, 1967.
0: I remember hearing about
1: that. Right? And it's always been tied to this. Yeah. So on that day, the bridge was packed with cars traveling over the Ohio River. And the bridge's design was flawed. So the engineers were not creative or cautious, Mm -hmm. and they created the structure and they built zero fail safes into it. So what that means basically is if there's a structural failure at some point, there is nothing to prevent more structural failures from occurring. So a chain of events, basically. Something goes bad, everything else is gonna go bad. And that's exactly what happened. So a single eye bar on the bridge cracked, then that caused the chain to snap, and eventually the bridge couldn't balance, and it eventually just crumbled into the Ohio River. Mm Uh, cars and vehicles all plummeted into the river. 46 people died from oh, being wow. crushed by the debris or drowning. So, obviously, December 15th, 1967, for the past 13 months, they've been seeing this thing in the same area, did not take much time for people to say the sightings of the Mothman and the tragedy are connected.
0: Or maybe, yeah, the tragedy just drew him there.
1: It maybe it did. Yeah. But this is where the theory gets interesting. Okay. So, this Harbinger theory takes shape as more cryptids are seen across the world that absolutely resemble the Mothman. This is what's going to blow your mind. In Germany, a Mothman-type creature was seen scaring miners away from a mine just minutes before the mine collapsed.
0: So he's nice.
1: Again, another sighting saw the haunting creature chasing and haunting facilities
0: mm-hmm.
1: in Chernobyl No shit. shortly before the meltdown. Oh, that's
0: insane. I didn't
1: know that. It gets crazier. Okay. The Mothman had sightings in Minnesota slightly before a bridge collapse. And two photos were taken in New York City Mm -hmm. on September 11th, 2001. No. Really? So that's why this harbinger of doom theory comes around. Everyone's theorizing that this fucking thing...
0: He's is like it a warning. because he hasn't warning. actually
1: attacked anything. No,
0: he's never hurt anyone.
1: But he is there to warn people about impending disasters.
0: It's just he's a little alarming in how he looks.
1: Now, how realistic, like we talked about, is this? But it's just really crazy that I saw. I, I saw the pictures. I was I went down a rabbit hole.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know what the hell they are, but mm-hmm. there's some weird ass pictures. They look like giant grasshoppers without front legs and all these <laughs> other things.
0: You can't explain them. You
1: can't explain them. There's nothing. You know, you can't tell if it was photo shopped or edited later. Exactly, but. You know, obviously, they didn't have Photoshop back then, but they could have done it later on. It's just weird, mm-hmm. and the timing of them just adds to the story. Right? You're talking yeah. about this thing was two pictures of it were taken before the towers collapsed on mm-hmm. September 11th. They chased miners away before a mine collapsed. It was there at Chernobyl before, before, before the meltdown?
0: Before these, you know, huge disasters, and and it happens after, before more than just one disaster.
1: There's actually more, yeah. but those were the main ones I wanted to bring yeah. in because those are everybody knows Chernobyl. Everybody mm-hmm. knows nine eleven. Yeah.
0: That's insane.
1: Yeah. I didn't go crazy deep on this guy.
0: No. I think that's I think that's sufficient. I think we have a, there are, a good picture. Again,
1: like I said, there are hundreds of accounts. Mm-hmm. I brought the ones that were probably the best ones that were most reliable that I saw, not just on one site. Like I didn't go to Mothman.com and I was like, oh, that's true. Or Wikipedia. Yeah. and say, like, oh, that's true. I went across multiple different places and I kind of correlated them all and saw which ones kind of constantly appeared.
0: Well, you definitely, I mean- opened my eyes a little bit because I never took the mothman seriously
1: I didn't either I thought it was just like a town hoax type Jersey devil type thing yeah um you know obviously Jersey devil to me was a little more because I grew up around it mm-hmm. but I thought it was like you know the West Virginia towns like claim to fame yeah you know, they wrote a book like a uh, bell witch type thing mm-hmm. until I learned about the bell witch and I learned a real story behind it, it was like whoa. whoa and we covered you know, obviously you covered that it was like whoa yeah and this was the same when I started digging into it I was like wow that's some crazy shit going on with this dude yeah
0: that's really nuts good job
1: and then, uh, so we're going to pause for a real quick break. Okay. I need a beverage and a bathroom. And then <laughs> uh, we will be right back. And we are back. Howdy. Howdy. Uh, yeah, so I also wanted to mention that one reason I chose these three cryptids, and we do, it is a true crime, we do predominantly do true crime, but all three of these are actually tied to real events, real tragedies, or real unexplainable events that are actually documented, right? So it's not like Loch Ness Monster that everyone says, I've seen it. Like these things are, all three of these are tied to, obviously the horrific events that Mothman was tied to, and then the Chupacabra and the Jersey Devil are tied to a lot of stuff also that are documented.
0: I did, I'm from Texas, like born and raised in Texas, and I didn't know that. I didn't know chupacabra it was yeah. tied to an unfortunate event.
1: Oh, uh that's well crazy. In some ways, not as not like the Mothman, but we'll get into that, right? So right now, <clears throat> perfect segue. Thank you, Courtney. We're gonna talk about the Chupacabra.
0: I didn't even know he was
1: next. I know you didn't. I know you didn't. She's doing what I do, she's looking at my notes.
0: We got that ESPN going
1: on. <laughs> the ESPN? Yes. <laughs> so you now with creatures like these that we're talking about, it's hard to figure factor fiction like we always said. Mm-hmm. This one kind of had two storylines. Um, they kind of blur together, but we'll, you'll see what I'm talking about here. So, a Chupacabra is actually literally translated to mean goat sucker, <laughs> which that name was actually given to it by a comedian that was talking about the attacks in Puerto Rico where it started. Really? So, this comedian who's now a radio DJ in Puerto Rico gave it the name, <laughs> the goat sucker, basically. Goat sucker. Uh, so... Yeah, you know, like I said, this actually started in Puerto Rico. Most people often attribute it to, like, Mexico or Central America. The first real talking about of this thing was Puerto Rico.
0: I didn't even know that and, until I saw a
1: documentary on it. Yeah, and there are accounts that prior to where we're going to start, but the real story starts in about 1975. Of course, with all these animals, everyone wants to attribute, like, oh, that happened to me in 1410. Like, come on. <laughs> 1410. Did it really? Um, <laughs> So in and ni- then I was burned at the stake. Right, the <laughs> witches I'm a did witch. it in one. So in 1970, ta- in 19, 19- you got me all fucked up. Sorry, in 1975, in the town of Moca, Puerto Rico, um, there were livestock killings that were reportedly blamed on the vampire of Mocha. No bueno. Now these were suspected to be done by a satanic cult initially. Of course. However, always, always, why not? However, always, the livestock around the island, more livestock around the island, were being found dead. But in all accounts, the animals were bled dry through a series of small circular holes or wounds. Not so, eaten. Not eaten at all. Just their blood was drained. So, yes. vampire, right? Vampire story. And what we, we, oh, it's a vampire killing. Oh, we automatically think of the satanic cult. Sweet. Which we've talked about many times. we talked <laughs> about mm-hmm. the vampire Sacramento. We've also talked about the vampire killings, uh, which were the satanic kids from Tennessee, from the Bible Belt. Yeah. So, obviously, it makes sense, right? Now, there are also reported activities and sightings that were from sources that can be traced back to 1956 Arizona and all over the southwest U.S., but there's not really any detail on them, so I didn't really bring them up. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to mention that they are – like I said, they're mentioned all over the place, but there's no real details being brought about until the first reported attack, which I'm about to get into. And the first reported attack – that was actually connected to this chupacabra, Mm -hmm. happened around March of 1995. So it's really not that long ago. We were only kids. We were only teenagers when the story was coming out. Well, you Um, were. I was was little. So it's really a pretty recent cryptid compared to all the others that everyone's talking about or Mm -hmm. or the ones we're covering today. But in March of 1995, eight sheep were found in Puerto Rico and all had three wounds in their chest and were reportedly bled dry. So, here we go with the bleed and dry Not again. Not eaten, just... Not eaten. They weren't wow. torn to pieces. They weren't
0: shredded. So, if it was a coyote or a wolf or... they would,
1: they would, would, You would assume it would eat it. They would. Right? Later that year, around in August, Madeline Tolentino, I mm-hmm. hope I say that right, uh, stated that the chupacabra was seen in the town of Canovanassus. And get this, 150 pets and livestock were killed. How many? 150.
0: Damn. So they're saying
1: 150 in in that town. town. In one town, after the in a different town than the eight former Canavanas. Canavanas. It didn't have the little squiggle over it when I was researching it, so I thought it was about us. That's 150 more in one
0: town. I wonder if it was the same farm, or if the town has one farm. How big the
1: town? I it didn't really say like if it was one town or one farm, or if if it was just a whole town. It just said in the town. Yeah. And not long after that, similar attacks and killings were reported through, all the way through Central and South America, all the way up as far as U.S. and Mexico. Even in India, in 2018, there were reported sightings of a chupacabra and very similar killings were occurring. India. Like, fucking India.
0: And people saw it. And in
1: they're India. saying they saw this thing.
0: They hadn't seen it before. You, you, it doesn't sound no.
1: like No. And there is even video of the results of uh, the supposed attacks in 2019, 29- as early or as late as twenty nineteen in Puerto Rico, they have a video of the the crime scene, basically, if you will.
0: Yeah.
1: Like the animals being drained of blood, they have these videos. Oh my god! One of the craziest stories I found researching this. You have to uh,
0: describe what it looks like, and we'll post something.
1: We'll post some pictures, but yeah. all the all the all the stories are the same. It's a couple of circular holes in the neck chest region. And all the blood's gone. And they know the blood's gone because they send them off to the labs. No, you're going
0: to have to
1: post what the, the chupacabra. Oh, what looks... the
0: chupacabrage? Yeah. What it looks like, chupacabra.
1: Some people will get that reference. We'll get to it. The real uh,
0: ones will know what The we're real ones about. will know what we're talking
1: about. <laughs> um, no, no, I, and I'll get to the description of it here in a little bit because okay, okay. that plays a part into one of the theories. Uh, one of the craziest stories I found about this thing, and I was just kind of telling you off air about this one when we were on a break, uh, is that in 2007 in Cuero, Texas, mm-hmm. which I believe is South Texas, Oh, yeah. It's Mexico border. Mm-hmm. Um, a woman by the name of Phyllis Canyon was investigating what was killing her chickens on her ranch. Now, she stated that somewhere around 28 of her chickens and were killed and all had their throats opened up and all the blood was drained.
0: That sounds like. So
1: very similar circumstances, not puncture wounds this time, but their throats were like cut kind of or, 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 or bit open or something
0: sounds almost like a person would do it well
1: they didn't say I, didn't, I don't mean cut like knife cut i mean it was they were just opened their throats were just open whatever that might
0: means. have been chewed could open have chewed open could have yeah. been
1: bitten open could have been stabbed open whatever uh but then uh she was looking around her ramps like what the fuck is doing this and she came across a dead unknown creature on the side of the road it was about 40 pounds with steel blue eyes bad overbite and skin that closely resembled that of an elephant. So, like a grayish blue skin. And it had hair like a wolf or a coyote.
0: This is on the documentary that I watched.
1: That's fucking weird because that doesn't match any animal I've ever heard of, right? The fucked up thing that got me, mm-hmm. she fucking taxidermied this I know. motherfucker. And
0: that's what I'm saying. And it's in pictures. her house now. She took pictures of it. And I'm like, oh, she could have doctored the picture. No, she wouldn't have had the body taxidermied. <laughs> It's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, She has it in her fucking house. Yeah. So,
1: aside from that nonsense, you know, experts believe this was some kind of dog or coyote with mange. So, that's one of the theories I'll get into here in a minute, and I'll explain that. But her extensive research said something different. So, the DNA, they had actually had DNA taken from this thing, and it suggested that it was a coyote on the mother's side and a Mexican wolf on the father's side. The maternal, Those two sides. usually
0: don't. Um, Those two don't really mate. hybrid
1: themselves. Yeah, they don't mate themselves. But the problem was the physical appearance was wrong.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So uh, it had three toes.
0: Three.
1: Three. Where wolves and coyotes have four.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and one of the weirder things is not really thought about is that it had four teats, where most canines have eight to ten. Mm-hmm. So they just don't kind of line up genetically how almost all the other animals or the ones that are saying it's coming from are. So it's like mutated in a way, I guess.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, it also had strained pouches, strange pouches on the sides of its tail. They were actually, they thought it was infected, like an infection. Yeah. They were not infected at all. And actually when they were sliced open to get DNA, it was red meat. It was, it was muscle. It was meat. Mm-hmm. Kind of gross. And this is referred to as the blue dog. And it's the only one that's been captured, although there have been many sightings throughout Texas and Oklahoma.
0: It's not very big either. And if you if nope. you think about that little thing... Killing, that's a medium-sized dog. That's the size of a medium-sized dog. I'm killing 150? On. That's insane. Dogs, sheep,
1: pigs, goats. It must
0: be mean as hell.
1: Yeah. So, you know, what is, so then we will get rid of this to what we were talking about. What is a chupacabra and what the hell does it look like, right? Mm-hmm. So they're mostly described as reptile-like creatures or dog-like creatures that have leathery or scale-like grayish skin. Kind of like the elephant thing she was talking about. Uh, some are said to have spines, uh, or not just spines, but a, a raised spine or like ridges. Oh. Or even quills running down their spine. Or their back. Quills. So, like a raised ridged spine or quills. Uh, like I said, there's always a million versions of these things. And they're said to stand about three to four feet high and can even sometimes stand on two legs and hop like a kangaroo. No, thank you. What the fuck?
0: So it looks like a dog is what you're saying.
1: It looks like a a canine type creature.
0: Like a, but I've seen it. So I'm trying to describe it. It's like a dog. But
1: almost, it's got, it's got some hair, but it looks like that kid you knew in high school that tried to grow a beard, it could only grow like six hairs on it.
0: I'm going to pull it up real quick. Hang on.
1: Yeah. While you're doing that, unlike previous descriptions, most of us have heard of this thing as like a wild dog breed, mostly hairless with pronounced fangs, claws. Uh, It has Pronounced eye sockets, and also, like I said, the ridged spine.
0: So it kind of reminds me of the skin of like a hairless cat. It's weird. Yes,
1: yes, that's a great way to describe it.
0: And then it, yeah, it has like the tufts head of, of hair, like uh, or those Egyptian dogs that we were talking about that we saw one in the neighborhood mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. That little mohawks. Yep, it yep. looks a bit like that, but the feet are very odd. It's not a dog. Like it's it's it's. I guess it, you could say like
1: a... It looks like a dog, but it has so many features that are just We're not, just going to
0: have to post a picture. That's
1: one yeah. Of the there's right that, See how it has the quit like yeah, the spines the on it? Like quills mm-hmm. on it and the raised spine, the ridged yeah. spine. It's fucking weird.
0: It's really weird.
1: Now, if, that's, if you think that's weird though, the theories that come out about this fucking thing are legitimately almost fucking comical. Like some okay. of these theories are like, what? Uh, so the origins are always wildly debated. No one really knows. But some people believe that they're alien pets. Oh, here we go. They're the fucking pets.
0: Calm down, people.
1: Aliens came here and left their pet chupacabras here. <laughs> okay, whatever. Uh, other believe... There's alien another, pets. There's another doozy. Others believe that this is a byproduct of NASA experiments gone wrong crossbreeding aliens and animals. Hmm? Apparently NASA was breeding aliens and animals and trying to crossbreed them, and that's how the chupacabra came.
0: We by. don't know what NASA's doing.
1: Interesting story. Do you know where I think that theory came from? Hmm. Remember the movie Species?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Did you know that chupacabra is the basis kind of of that story of that creature? Really? Yeah. There's 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 a there's a loose of connection, a
0: more dramatic. Of, version.
1: But there is a correlation that I saw on all these places. I was looking this stuff up. Mm-hmm. That, that species. Because one person's account of it, I didn't really put in here because it's kind of fucking yeah. stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but One person's account, she literally describes the fucking creature from Species as the chupacabra. And there okay. are similarities when you look at the thing in the thing, uh, the tentacles and the shit that come out of it. And it doesn't morph into a naked woman to seduce people. But the creature itself is supposedly like a correlation between the two. Crazy weird, right? I don't yeah. know if it's true. Whatever. It's
0: crazy out there. It's yeah. hard for me to even get my brain to be like,
1: eh. Well, now there's, there's, there's other explanations and more logical that they say it could be like a modified version of a vampire bat. Maybe it adapted over time and lost the wings and grew four legs and walks. I don't know.
0: I don't, I don't know. know, know.
1: I don't know if that's real. Um, but the most common and sensible explanation is not what everyone wants it to be. It's more. It's a truly scientific explanation. that can almost be solved. But the problem is it doesn't fucking match a lot of the characteristics like we talked about.
0: Okay.
1: Like we talked about, like the toes, the teats, Mm -hmm. the pronounced things that other animals of that kind don't have. But the most scientific explanation for it is that they account for the hairlessness as an acute version of mange that is caused by mites which burrow into the skin and effectively render this thing hairless. That also explains why they kind of look like coyotes or raccoons with severe mange.
0: Well, you said that, but that doesn't account for... Like just draining the blood and then Wait, leaving the body.
1: There, there, there is a correlation that comes from that. Okay. It actually, and that was my next segue. Is it even goes as far as explaining the killings and behavior of the chupacabra due to the mange? Seeing as how most of these animals were killing livestock that were confined in fens or fences and pens. How does that work? Because it fits the pre- the predatory hunting behavior of a sick animal. It's going to find things that can't get away. That are extremely vulnerable, mm-hmm. no chance to get away, and it even can. They some people speculate that because of the disease, it's it's drinking the blood to cleanse its blood or something like that.
0: Much like,
1: um, but like I said,
0: killer. like I
1: said, it's weird. <laughs> it's the most scientific, but it's not. Like, it doesn't really hold up when you think about it. Yeah, could it be I an animal know. with severe mange? Yeah, but does it explain all the other shit? No. The, fun, the funny thing about this, and it kind of touches back to something else we were talking about, is the creature is actually linked to a strong, unpleasant, sulfur-type odor, uh, while others say it doesn't smell. That's demonic. Uh, could that be a manger an illness? Maybe. Then that's where I'm going with is Howard. Does it bring to mind any other things that bring around a sulfuric smell?
0: If you smell sulfur, you got a demon.
1: <laughs> that is the common <laughs> linkage that's to the funny. unexplainable smell. Yeah. No, its it is... It's, you're, you're making it, like a joke, like it ain't no damn fucking chupacabra. It's a, it's a demon.
0: Maybe it's a like.
1: Or a maybe demon the chupacabra dog. is a demon dog. That's another wild theory out there. It's a hound of hell. Blah 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 blah. But none of this stuff can be proven or unproven. That's why it's a cryptid.
0: Well, I mean, what is that wild when you have 150 <laughs> animals in one town killed, not eaten,
1: not killed, not eaten, not shredded, just killed, not like parts of them eaten. Blood drained. You know, we're talking about, the animals we're talking about. so
0: we're Blood drained. Yeah, and the
1: animals, and you keep bringing that point up, and it's a very good point, because the animals we're talking about, coyotes, even the raccoon theory. They'll kill the They're fucking scavengers, and they will eat every, they'll eat eat eat. it to the bone.
0: There's a purpose for their killing. This was just to drain the blood.
1: I mean, coyotes won't even kill a lot of things. They'll eat what lions or bears or something else have killed, and they'll eat what's left.
0: I mean, let's even get, you know, let's humanize it and say that, I wanted to go and make this look like I'm a sick human being and I wanted to go and make this look like a vampire, like a real life vampire or Chupacabra did it. And how would I drain 150 animals of blood via two little puncture marks on their neck?
1: It's going to take a minute.
0: It's going to take a hot minute and I'd get caught, even if I had some help. And it
1: didn't say they had blood loss. It said they were drained. And like, drained. If, if you could really dive into the scientific side of it, when they sent it off to be, what these animals to be looked at, like, what was it called? Desanguination or whatever it mm-hmm. is. Like, all the autopsies came back. Like, this thing doesn't have fucking blood in it. That's crazy. Yeah. And uh, this little guy has been overpopulated in folklore. We know this and okay. pop culture since about and 1995.
0: You say guy, and it's so funny cuz he is. He's not I
1: say little guy cuz he's small in comparison to like like
0: Jackson or all Bulldog. the other
1: ones. But there's been no actual evidence other than supposed eyewitness accounts, so it's much ways like Bigfoot and Loch Ness. Mm-hmm. No one's really seen it other than the dead animals that are unexplainable. Also, I
0: really want to know what alien and chupacabra fascination is with farm animals. Why y'all maybe like again, so much? <laughs> maybe again, it comes
1: back to the theory of the predatory hunting.
0: They're, you know. Easy target. Fenced in.
1: Easy, They can't go anywhere. They can't get away. But makes we,
0: sense. Makes
1: sense. Skinwalker <laughs> Ranch, you bring that up It's all the cow mutilations and shit. No, but this thing's all over pop culture. Mm-hmm. We've all heard about it. You grew up in Texas. I live in Texas, obviously. Chupacabra is like, it's like a myth around here, yeah. right? Uh, you Legend. You guys keep hearing us calling it the Chupacabrage. Chupacabrage.
0: Chupacabrage. That comes from
1: that comes from a show Workaholics. If you know it, you know it, and I love you for it. If not, <laughs> they refer to it as the Chupacabrage instead of the Chupacabra. It's, you, a, it's a comedy show.
0: You could be our breakfast beer, anyone? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I
1: but love them. It's a let us know all, if
0: you've seen work. It's all over TV please. shows.
1: I think I'm pretty sure there's been you know the haunting shows and all these other things are, are about it. And there's there's even episodes like South Park and all these other things about it. So it's all over the place. Was
0: it on South Park?
1: It was. You know what the fucked up thing about this is? Hmm. I was able to find a detailed profile, like a fucking dating profile of this animal. I'm not even fucking kidding you.
0: What do you mean? Is it on Tinder?
1: Apparently. But it... (laughs) Like, let me do this because it literally looks like a Tinder profile.
0: You'd think it'd be on match. (laughs) Uh,
1: So this Chupacabra profile says, Four to five feet tall, unknown weight, some variation of dog, kangaroo, and reptile. Likes. Goats. Chickens. Horses. Cats. (laughs) Dogs, (laughs) Dogs, <laughs> cows, ducks, and travel. What travel. the fuck?
0: <laughs> Long walks on Dislikes?
1: the Dislikes? <laughs> Shiny bright lights. Okay. <laughs> favorite hangouts? Guanica and Cano Puerto Rico, Miami, Florida, Calama, Chile, Juarez and Sonaro, Mexico, and Klamath Falls, Oregon.
0: We have a lot of co- in common. I think I'm going to have Oregon? To, he, well, I mean, he likes Oregon.
1: This is my favorite part. It's closest relative, the Jersey Devil.
0: Oh, they're related now.
1: Apparently they're relatives.
0: Okay. Or which, is he just using them for clout?
1: <laughs> it could be either or, or they're just so fucking weird and similar, or...
0: Well, they're cryptids. They're cousins.
1: They're... And that's the theory that a lot of things, these things are connected, you know, the Yeti and Bigfoot, the Chupacabra, Jersey Devil, even the Mothman are all kind of related in some sort of genre of species kind of thing. mm mm-hmm. um, But it works in this, it works right now because that kind of segues us to my fucking friend, my buddy.
0: The Jersey Devil.
1: Fucking Jersey Devil. Mm -hmm. Also known as the Leeds Devil. The what? The Leeds Devil. Oh, okay. So, I even put in here, you know, this guy's, he's a little bit more personal to me because I honestly grew up in the area that the Jersey Devil supposedly lives and haunts Mm -hmm. and runs all over. I've driven through the fucking area he's from. I've Been in the woods. I've been all over. I've never seen him, but I'll tell you. Like when I get into it, fucking woods are creepy out there.
0: Mm -hmm. You just feel like
1: if you've ever driven from Philly to Atlantic City on the Atlantic City Expressway,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. uh, you've driven through the Pine Barrens. If you've ever driven from South Jersey to North Jersey on not the New York New, when you were with us, we went to the New Jersey Turnpike. There's Mm -hmm. another one on the east side of the state called the Garden State Parkway. Okay, that goes through it. Uh, it's literally right outside Atlantic City, Brigantine Beach. That's where it starts. It's actually where Leeds Point is. Is right by there.
0: Okay. It's like maybe
1: fifteen minutes from Brigantine Beach, which is did
0: we pa- did we pass the Pine Barrens? Later? We would have
1: passed the outskirts of it. Okay. Because I was like, in a different. I was
0: with your mom, and yeah. you were with your dad and the kids.
1: No, if we had taken the Garden State Parkway, we would have driven right through the, right through the middle of it. Okay. Uh, it's huge. So yeah. In uh, South Jersey, most of the Jersey area and Philly area, the folklore, the Leeds Devil, also known as the, Der- the Jersey Devil, is the legendary cryptid that takes up home in the Pine Barrens. So with this guy, I want to give a little background like I did the area I did with the, um, the Mothman because it kind of plays into the story. So the area of the Pine Barrens is the largest remaining Atlantic Coastal Pine Barrens ecosystem which covers seven counties in Georgia. So it's not small.
0: Damn.
1: The area is mostly rural and undisturbed and in nineteen seventy eight In where? South mm-hmm. in Jersey.
0: You said Georgia. Did I say Georgia? hmm
1: Well, it's seven counties in New Jersey. Okay. Not Georgia. <laughs> you said i so. I'm on a roll here, so I was just saying <laughs> shit. Um
0: like, wait, where? Where we be?
1: We're in Jersey, I promise, <laughs> not Georgia. I don't know shit about Georgia other than my family there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so the area is mostly rural and undisturbed. And uh, actually, in 1978, Congress passed legislation that would make the 1.1 million acres a national reserve. It was, in fact, actually designated by the United Nations as an international biosphere reserve, and it has its own state and federal agency that controls it. Wow. Known as the New Jersey Pinelands Commission.
0: That's insane.
1: Now, this area. Consists of 39 species of mammals, 300 species of birds, 59 of reptiles and amphibians, and 91 types of fish. So it's got a lot of animals there. Sounds uh, like it. Even 43 of those species are considered threatened or even endangered, like the bald eagle. So this is obviously why it's preserved, mm-hmm. which I I bring this up because if you've ever been there, it is, there's, there's nothing. There's miles of nothing. It's, it's not developed. And, you know, the world we live in today, there's very few places that... You know, we're not expanding it. We're not building. We're not throwing homes, up, apartments, Walmarts, all these other things. But that's why. This this is naturally protected by the UN even. So, like, no one can fuck with this area. Yeah. So, it is just naturally undisturbed forest. Pine forest. If you've ever been in a pine forest, they're thick. They're dark. Mm-hmm. They're just not some fun places to be sometimes. The
0: perfect breeding ground for a Jersey devil.
1: Or just a creepy atmosphere. Yeah. So if you're from that area, like I said before, chances are you've passed through it at some time. Uh, if you like, do like I said, Garden State Parkway, and like City Expressway, and I'm telling you from personal experience, like when you drive through it, it's fucking creepy. It's eerie. It's not like, oh my God, I'm going to die driving here. <laughs> but it's like, you just look in the woods, and you're like, that fucking woods are just creepy as shit. Don't
0: go in there.
1: And then you know from the area that oh, fucking Jersey Devil lives in there, like it's even creepier because I don't yeah. want to fuck with that place. Yeah, It's just, it's just, it, it timid, it adds, to, it builds to the folklore. Yeah, It builds the story. It builds the creepiness, like I said. And that's why I put that in there. That's why I kind of wanted to give a rundown. It also explains why no one's building there. Mm -hmm. So no one might ever build there. So it might always be there.
0: Right. I hope. I hope
1: so. So now that we got some fun facts out of the way, some history and whatnot, let's talk about what the hell the Jersey Devil is. Okay. Let's do it. Right? So the description alone of this thing is fucked up. Mm. you've seen pictures of it. You've heard about it. We've talked about it. If you've ever seen a picture, it's even crazier than the fucking description. It is nuts. So this creature is said to stand on two cloven legs, cloven hooved legs.
0: Yeah.
1: Has small like T-Rex arms with claws.
0: Retractable arms. Shout out M3. Oh Lord, I forgot
1: about that. Leathery wings, similar to a bat. Mm -hmm. Uh, A forked tail- and then either a goat or a horse-like head. Mm. One of the things it's most similar to in mythologies the things like a chimera or something like that. One of those beasts from, mm-hmm. from mythology that's just a bunch of other things. Like, it
0: sounds like one of those like demons in the in like the books that you see mm-hmm. like in scary movies.
1: Yeah, yeah, like one of those creepy ass demonic drawing, which is why it has the, yeah. devil, the name of the devil. Mm-hmm. And to make things okay. more creepy, it's said to be able to fly at intense speeds, and it lets out what's referred to. As a high-pitched or blood-curdling scream. Mm, nope. So imagine camping in the woods nope, or walking nope, through nope, the woods. Nope, and you hear, nope. you see this weird fucking thing. And it mm-hmm. just blood-curdling scream comes from it. Like I'm yeeting out. Mm-hmm. Fucking gone. Bye. Fuck that.
0: Bye. Little brown trail following me all the way to my car. <laughs>
1: yeah. Now the story of this guy, like many other creatures we keep talking about, is based off of mystery. And there's a lot of tales of its origin. I'm going to cover a few of them. But really only one of them is the true legend people know. So I'm going to touch on like two or three that are like kind of silly, but Mm -hmm. could be possible.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, A third one I'm going to talk about is not likely the story of the origin, but it's a very historical story that can be linked to this thing. Okay. So it doesn't necessarily tell why it's a creature flying around. But there's an explanation behind it, and it's very factual and kind of interesting.
0: I I'm familiar with, like, I know the you're, story. I know you're
1: familiar with it a little bit, but I'm going to give a little bit more detail. I'm not going to go okay. crazy into it, because I could do almost a damn whole episode on that story.
0: Loosely familiar.
1: Yeah. I'll and then uh, then I'll get to the one that I know, everybody knows, yeah. as the story, right? And then we'll okay. get into some sightings, which get even crazier. Yeah, because sort of I stuff.
0: didn't, like, research this. I just... You know, I've listened to things, episodes on it. it, yeah, it absolutely. heard, like, loosely. No deep dives like you.
1: And then, uh, so most of these stories are originated in the same place. Okay. In Leeds Point, okay. which is an area in the Pine Barrens, which, like I said, it's right on the, gul- right on the coast, mm-hmm. on the Atlantic coast. So it's maybe 15, 20 minutes northwest of Brigantine, which is just north of Atlantic City, to give you perspective of where it is. So this first story talks about a young Leeds Point girl who fell in love with a British soldier. Now, the British were in the area... It doesn't have a year. Well, it's, she just mouthed me what year, uh, so that's why I kind of jumped. Uh, it's kind of like the the seventeen uh, seventies. <laughs> I want to say. Oh, okay. Exactly. I wrote nineteen seventies, but it we was, know that wrong. It's not. That's not the year. Um, no, it was. It was
0: befo- we know it was before that.
1: It was about the Revolutionary War era. Okay, okay. Right, and that's where all these stories come around in the seventeen hundreds. Uh, but the British were in the area because the locals were supposedly supplying privateers which we all know turned into pirates later on. Oh. So if you remember, pi- a lot of pirates,
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> a lot of the Navy couldn't do a lot of, like the British Navy couldn't do a lot of, it's a side note, but historical fact, uh, the British Navy would contract out, basically like we do, we contract mm-hmm. mercenaries. Mercenaries. They're called privateers that could act and do certain things that were outside of the grip, the, the grasp of the Navy. They could pillage, they could plunder, they could sink ships for no reason. They could attack and steal and do all these things. I really want
0: to say a name really, really bad, but I'm not. Which one? Blackwater. Blackwater. <laughs>
1: well, they were essentially the, the...
0: The Blackwater back then.
1: The naval Blackwater of the 16, 14, 15, 16, 1700s. I got you. I got um, you. They're, they're privateers. So the British came over here because these privateers that they were worried about were attacking them. Okay. So they were they they were they were worried about that. And the British were also fighting the Americans uh, here in 19 or 1778 mm-hmm. in the Battle of Chestnut Neck. Why the fuck do I keep saying 1900s? <laughs> and the local townspeople <laughs> were not happy about this girl's relationship with the soldier. Well, Likewise, right? You're at war with another country. Their soldiers are here invading you. Yeah. And you're like, why are you hooking up with that dude? Like, the yeah. fuck is wrong with you? What's up, Poe? So they called it an act of treason and actually cursed the young girl. Which, oh. according to this version, caused her to give birth to the Leeds Devil.
0: Well, let's
1: not go that far. Okay. <laughs> Believable? Oh, whatever. So there's a similar version of this story of another young girl, same area, same time period, mm-hmm. comes across a gypsy. Mm-hmm. And the gypsy, she's just fucking terrified because the gypsy scares her. Mm-hmm. And the gypsy's basically begging for food, and the girl's like, fuck you, I'm not helping you, you're scared the shit out of me. So, as we all know with folklore, you don't fuck with gypsies. Mm-hmm. They like to fucking curse people.
0: They
1: do. <laughs> so the gypsy cursed her. And uh, the, the the curse was actually forgotten about. Nothing ever happened from it. No one listened to the gypsy. For, for for like 80 years, nothing happens, right? Mm-hmm. So years later, in 1950, this the woman, who was now not a young girl anymore, she was probably, I'm guessing, 10 at the time. I don't know. Uh, she gave birth to a son. Because it doesn't tell you when, the, when she encountered the gypsy. It just says when she was a young girl. And this is in 1850. She gave birth to oh, a son. Oh,
0: she was a young girl. Well, I don't know. If, I don't know. Then if, it's probably going to be like three. But four. it doesn't say
1: if it was in the 1800s or 1700s. It just says 1850. She gave birth. You could. Uh, and the curse had long been forgotten, like we said, until the child was born and transformed into the devil, escaped mm-hmm. into the woods. Uh, Hate it when that
0: happens.
1: Whatever. I don't. I don't <laughs> believe that one for a second. Now that takes me to my favorite story. Not the one I really believe. The one, but this is the one that's historically factually researchable.
0: The one that I know.
1: You know part of. You know what you know part of. So this is actually based not on a person, but as a political dispute.
0: Come on, say what?
1: A political dispute. And we're going to hear some names here. Are you name dropping? I'm name dropping. Everybody's going to be like, what the fuck? Okay. We all going to be like, what the fuck? You are. Because this happened between 1651 and 1720. And this theory talks about Daniel Leeds, 1651.
0: (gasps) Wow. 1600? And
1: 1720. 20-ish. Okay. Uh, the dates are a little off because later on it talks about 1730s. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, but that's the end of the dispute. Item. So, like I said, they're kind of sketchy I mean, on the dates.
0: How, yeah.
1: Exactly. There's are a little bit of a range. I'd say more from like 1650, oh, like accurate. 1750. Like 1750, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this is actually a, a theory that, you know, it can be found that Daniel Leeds mm-hmm. and his son, uh, Titan, were almanac publishers.
0: It's a badass name, by the way.
1: Daniel Leeds was given this land because he was a royal person, or not a royal person, but he was a, I think he was a sir or high in the political world. He was knighted? I, I can't remember. There, there were some counts that called him that. They were definitely British, obviously, because okay. it's the 1670s, before the Revolutionary War, so they're definitely British. Probably knighted. But basically, he'd been given a whole bunch of land known as Leeds Point.
0: Oh, was, he, he was a duke, I bet.
1: He was somebody.
0: Yeah.
1: Now, this was all Quaker land at the time, right? Okay. So this is important to note, too. So he published his family. Him and his family published an almanac, which caused a political dispute with another almanac publisher. Some might notice the name of the or publisher of the almanac is probably the most I famous know, almanac publisher I ever. I know who
0: you gonna say. Who's that? Ben Franklin.
1: Benjamin Franklin.
0: <laughs> Fun fact, by the way, before you is move it the on. Farmer's
1: Almanac? Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Fun fact, by the way, um, my family. Did like a genealogy, like a whole Ancestry.com thing. Mm-hmm. And they can trace us back, my family, my personal family, back to Ben Franklin. So we're related to Ben nice. Franklin. Then Pat's mom, her, their family did the same thing and traced their family lineage back to Ben Franklin. So Pat and I...
1: Fucking <laughs> incest, all right, <laughs> whatever. We don't need to go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> so... Yeah.
0: You
1: can cut that out. I'm leaving that shit in there. Fuck that. Oh, my God. (laughs) So these two were rival almanac makers, right? And um, the reason I brought up this was a Quaker area, those that don't know, the almanac was a lot of astrology and somewhat considered fucking occult witchcraft and all this other shit. Everything was. So Benjamin Franklin wasn't a Quaker. Uh, mm-hmm. But Daniel Leeds was part of the Quaker community. Mm-hmm. So he was very much looked at as like this fucking dark Around the dude. same
0: time as the Salem Witch Trials as well.
1: Around the same time. So he's definitely looked at as like this we dude. We have an episode
0: did, on that. Go and listen.
1: Yeah, if you want to hear the, cre- the crazy true story about the Salem Witch Trials, go back, check it out. She did a fucking amazing job and it's fucking mind blowing. But yeah, so so he was looked at as this like, which almost like. So he's had this bad reputation between the Quakers, but he was also rising up with his almanac, and he was kind of politically charged because he had he, he was a person of note, I guess you right. would say.
0: Kind of a Nostradamus.
1: So at the time, Benjamin Franklin's almanac, known as the Poor Richard's almanac back then, okay, uh, would compete with the Leeds almanac. However, Franklin was a squirrely little bastard, mm-hmm. and he was going to win. So he would predict using astrology... Titan Leeds, Daniel's son would die in October of 1733. Okay, so he's like, my almanac says this dude's gonna fucking die. Like, fuck him.
0: Wait, we predict deaths in almanacs? Now?
1: He did in his.
0: Just to be a dick.
1: Yeah, probably. basically. No, because well, they were it was
0: poor Richard, so poor dicks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, they're going back and forth. Like, mine's better, yours is better. Yeah. So he's like, this dude's gonna die. So it was just like a cheap business tactic, I guess.
0: That's uh, petty. But he's it was a king of petty. But it was
1: also supposed to be like a joke. I think it was also really kind of meant as a it's joke, hilarious. Uh, and Titan was not laughing. Uh, so he well, responded, no. calling Franklin a fool and a liar. After that, boom! Wait, Franklin responds even better. Okay, so Franklin comes back mocking Titan, saying, "Dude, I told you he's dead. Now he's writing from the now he's writing as a ghost, trying to Holy fuck with me." Shit. He's like literally haunting me and tormenting me, trying to write as a ghost to talk Do you all shit about me. <laughs> You'll see it too. You'll see like, it. So this shit dude too? is literally just trolling the shit out of this dude back He's in 1733. Troll. I love him. Um, we are related, babe. I know. Uh, Daniel, <laughs> Daniel Leeds and his son would eventually lose out to Franklin, and his his family was essentially shunned by the Quaker community because of his blasphemous and occult
0: well, yeah. almanac.
1: Yeah, and they found solitude on his land in the, in the Pine Barrens. They were actually referred to as monsters, and Daniel was often referred to as the Leeds Devil, Oh. because of his ties to the occult. Okay. Now, with most common folklore, everybody knows. Like I've said it before, the, the Jersey Devil is also known as the Leeds Devil. So that's like the historical, probably most realistic thing that happened that caused this story. Right. So,
0: what did they think that? How did the Jersey Devil come from that?
1: Well, I, they don't. We don't know.
0: He died and just became. No, there's nothing after
1: that that says anything about. That story doesn't correlate with anything about the cryptid. I
0: always thought that, well, why'd you tell it then?
1: Because that might be the most historical, accurate thing that might have happened, and then the story came from it. I don't know. I'm just bringing up another perspective. Oh. You know how a lot of times things in history happen, and then people are called something, and then from there a legend is born and just grown from tale after tale? Mm hmm. That's where maybe that comes from.
0: Well, that's a stretch. I don't really believe that. There was that. a, a I, fight and then
1: – And it's also just a cool story. And then
0: a demon bat came from it.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's also fun because it's Benjamin Franklin, so it's fun to throw that story in there with his name being involved in such a silly, petty-ass yeah. fucking fight, right? It's not what I believe. Too many sightings, too many unexplained events for that to happen, right?
0: I always thought that it was like his daughter or something that had the baby.
1: So I couldn't find a correlation between that. I've heard that, but I couldn't find that anywhere. Okay. Um, what I did find,
0: mm-hmm.
1: pertaining to the real story that we all know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: is what I'm about to tell you.
0: The one so, I know.
1: The one that everyone knows, the Jersey Devil, or the Leeds Devil, uh, was said to be the 13th child of a woman referred to often as Mother Leeds, born in 1735 in Leeds Point in the Pine Barrens. So
0: so Leeds has already happened, and this is
1: where? This mm-hmm. is supposedly around the same time that they're banished. That's okay. why the stories kind of are weird and correlate, but don't. It's really hard to determine the correlation if there was one between Benjamin and Franklin the only time is the time the timeline of that story with this one. like I said this one is you know it was born in 1935 to a mother of Leeds and I even found in some places different names for her real name. I've heard her refer to as The Jersey
0: devil was no maybe. the mother.
1: That gave the, birth to the Jersey Devil.
0: I know, but the Jersey Devil was born to the mother. You said yes. Benjamin
1: Franklin. Well, I said it's hard to correlate the two stories other than the oh, timeline. Benjamin Franklin. Oh, okay. I the gotcha, names gotcha. don't necessarily match up, and it doesn't really yeah. say, you know, they don't jump over with the same names, right? Uh, and that, but the point of that is also yeah. that the names I keep finding disparity between them in the stories. So Mother Leeds was known in most places as a Deborah, but she was also referred to as Jane Leeds in other places. Uh, but she was married to her husband Jafet. That's a weird name. Uh, they they reportedly had twelve children. Jafet. Jafet. They reportedly had twelve children, wow. and it was rumored that her husband was an absolute drunkard, mm-hmm. and the family was of meager means. So they are absolutely not living a high end lifestyle. Okay. So if you're having meager means, your husband's a drunk and you got twelve kids, mm-hmm. like, fuck, right? Mm-hmm. So then, upon hearing she was pregnant with their thirteenth child. The story says that she actually cursed her own child and cried out loud, let it be the devil.
0: So, 13 was a magic number.
1: 13 was the number. She, she fucking snapped at the 13th pregnancy.
0: She didn't snap at like 8 or 9. No, the
1: no. 13th one drove her nuts.
0: I wonder where that's, if that's where they got the unlucky number 13. I don't know. Night, hotels never have a 13th Coincidental
1: court. though, right? Ooh, I mean, of course, is a number 13, but she actually cried out. And some stories said she raised her arms to the heavens and said, let this be the devil.
0: She cursed your <sighs> child, right? Don't ask that, guys.
1: So <laughs> there's multiple versions of what happens next. There's some stories that the child was just born deformed, but the most cool version, the most heard version, is that the child yeah. was born normally. But as Mother Leeds held the child after delivery, it literally changed form took on its famous shape as she was holding the thing. So like she was holding the baby, and it just... Grew a tail. Grew a tail, grew wings, feet turned to hooves, head turned to a horse, got these little T-Rex arms.
0: hmm
1: And what the fuck, right? Uh, and then there's also multiple accounts that, um, you know, it was confined to a cellar to an escape, but the, the main story says that it literally flew out of her arms shrieking and flew into the woods. Wow. So this baby, the main story is that, it, you know, this baby was born normal, Transformed in its mother's arms after she cursed it and then it flew out into the woods doing its blood-curdling shriek and never saw the family again. Wow. It's fucking weird. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how these stories start, right? So it's hard to tell what's real and what isn't but I mean there's always so many variations so your guess is as good as mine. I know the one I've always heard uh, just like everybody knows the stories of the other things that we've talked about that they've always heard, right?
0: Was their last name Leeds as well?
1: Yeah, that's what I am saying. It was Mother Leeds.
0: So it was part of the Leeds family.
1: The Leeds Point is Mother Leeds. That's why the correlation between Daniel Leeds, whose land it was.
0: But not the same people.
1: Could it have been a brother or a sister? I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't doesn't correlate, but Leeds was given the land, and that's factually proven Mm -hmm. that Leeds was given this land called Leeds Point. And then the family of the story is the Leeds family in Leeds Point. So That's insane. Yeah. I don't don't know if it was bad documentation to say what the name of everybody was or what it was.
0: Everybody just named
1: Leeds. Everybody was just fucking Leeds in the area. I, I don't know. So, but one thing's for sure that we know over time these stories and legends kind of take on their own life and just evolve, right? So what the story was told in 1750, who knows what it's spiraled into Well, it's like a 2022. game telephone, you exactly. know? Exactly. <laughs> if I tell you Whisper one thing,
0: you're going to change, you know, a little something because you forgot something and, you know, go and tell someone else. And
1: By the time it gets from A to B, it's a years great Years later, story.
0: centuries later. It's a whole different story. So, yeah. essentially,
1: it could For have sure. started out with the Benjamin Franklin story, it ended up with the Jersey Leeds baby transformation story.
0: And what all the people nowadays are left wondering is, What the hell is the Jersey Devil? What are, where did it come from? You
1: know, and, and no one really has an answer. There's just a couple stories, mm-hmm. right? So, the stories have circulated the devil over years. We're talking about 250 years. Uh, many things were always blamed on the Jersey Devil. So, everything from like crops failing to Cows that wouldn't produce milk. Droughts were even blamed on the devil. He was, of course, blamed for livestock being killed, especially when they were attacked or mysteriously died for no reason. Uh, And it was also reported that it would blow tops off trees, boiled streams, and these sightings were often thought to foreshadow death, disaster, and war. Oh. Kind of like somebody else we talked about, right?
0: Yeah, Mothman.
1: They're all kind of interconnected. It's really weird. One legend actually says this thing returns every seven years. Historically speaking, based on the sightings, I couldn't find that. I saw a shit ton of sightings on this thing and they were not in seven year intervals.
0: Y'all be really fucked up out
1: east. So the Jersey Devil has some crazy sighting stories. I'm going to get into a couple of them first and then I'll get into the factual ones. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He was reportedly sighted throughout the years from everything from farmers to government officials (laughs) to prominent citizens. Um, Joseph Bonaparte... You might know the name.
0: Yeah, Napoleon's
1: brother Mm -hmm. uh, reportedly saw the creature while hunting in Bordentown, New Jersey. This is my favorite story of this thing that I have ever found right here. Captain Kidd.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: We all know who Captain Kidd is, right? Right. For those of you who don't, he's one of the most famous pirates in the pirate world of all time. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Uh, He's even referred to in the Curse of Oak Island and Mm -hmm. all these other things. Uh, He allegedly buried treasure in the area. And even killed his own man by beheading him, so he could guard the treasure forever. Now, this man supposedly became fucking friends with the Jersey Devil, and the two have supposedly been seen going for fucking walks.
0: Grab some beers or something?
1: What the fuck?
0: Mm, grab so some Captain beers? Kidd
1: beheaded his dude to guard his treasure, and him and the Jersey Devil became fucking bros.
0: Yeah. And go
1: fucking hanging out on a Tuesday. Pick
0: up some chicks. What the hell is going on here, right?
1: Now, this one is another doozy for you. Uh, there's a story that the Jersey Devil spent time with a mermaid in 1870. Oh, God. And, my second favorite, that he had a ham and egg breakfast with politician Judge French. What? So this motherfucking cryptid demon thing just fucking has ham and eggs with a fucking politician.
0: That's what you're focusing on. He he hung out with a mermaid?
1: No, the reason I bring up the politician... That's another cryptid. Because the story said the Jersey Devil did not have political affiliations. What? <laughs> yeah. They wanted to make sure that he wasn't like one side or the other. He's just neutral.
0: We had to make sure he wasn't a was Republican, after he hung out with a mermaid. Independent or Democrat.
1: <laughs> after he hung out with a mermaid. Which was God. before he walked... Around with the headless dude that guards Captain Kidd's treasure.
0: So what about the mermaid?
1: That's all I could find on it. There's just like a couple mentions. You
0: can, they can't just tell us. That
1: was a couple mentions that it hung out with a mermaid. That's all I could find. I don't know what to tell you. I can't make it up. Like I didn't Where find it. Where did
0: this happen? Did they pork?
1: <laughs> I'm going to mute your mic. Oh, my God. uh, (laughs) So anyway, (laughs) so this creature, we're going to get into some of the real last stuff that went on with him. So this creature was seen all over from Jersey and New York border uh, down south to Maryland and Delaware and even across the Delaware River in the Philadelphia area. So until 1909, Mm -hmm. all these stories were passed by word of mouth, of course, like everything was. There was no factual proof of anything, right? And we all know how they changed like we talked about. But in 1909, there was a wave of sightings and encounters that just could not be ignored anymore. Okay. Um, so during a period from January 16th to January 23rd of 1909, this creature was seen everywhere. And when I mean everywhere, thousands of sightings of this thing,
0: like in the same area, in the
1: same region, in the Delaware Valley. So basically, you know, parts of Jersey, parts of Philly into Delaware and Maryland area, kind of where, where you've been with me, where I grew up, that's Delaware Valley. Right. Everything from strange tracks were found in the snow that went over and under fences but not like an animal. They were like humanoid going over a fence.
0: Well, it has cloven hoofs, though. That's what
1: I'm saying. Is it was two cloven hoof tracks. Okay. Not like a four ho- four legged animal with hooves, and it wouldn't jump over the fence. It would like it was almost like it stepped over it or went under it. Yeah. Oh. So just weird, right? Like I said, they maneuvered themselves. It was unexplainable by any fucking animal. Period. Um, it was also said that when they tried to follow these these, t- these trails with bloodhounds, mm-hmm. bloodhounds would refuse. They would just not even go. They wouldn't even follow them. They're like, nope, sorry, chief, fuck that. <laughs> I know better. Prince Prince, of these same kind of hoes were even found on the roofs of the houses in uh-huh. snow, which was just fuck how to get up there. They weren't found on the ground, just on the roof. So how the fuck did it? What was it? And How the fuck did it get up there?
0: Yeah.
1: Like I said, thousands of sightings from the creature walking to supposedly it attacked a social club in Camden, New Jersey. Okay. It apparently attacked a trolley car in Head in Heights, New Jersey. And even another trolley car witnessed it walking across the tracks in front what of What do it.
0: they mean attack? Like They just, just
1: flew up against it, started hitting it, kind of like the Mothman was doing with the car. It
0: didn't kill anyone? It didn't hurt
1: anybody, it didn't attack anyone, but it was just kind of like terrorizing it in a way.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
1: fucking with it, Being I guess. Being a dick. Basically. And then firemen in West Collingswood.
0: Being a Richard?
1: Basically. Don't be a Richard. Firemen <laughs> in West Collingswood saw it on a roof and even shot their fire hoses at it, which caused it to flee. And they said it looked like a fucking ostrich. An ostrich? So if you're a fireman in, in fucking West Collingswood, New Jersey, you're trying to fight a fire or doing what you're doing, and there's an ostrich on a roof.
0: But if the, I've seen a picture of the Jersey devil, and never have I thought it looks like an ostrich.
1: Maybe it was dark. They're probably busy trying to put a fire out, and there's a fucking thing up there they just shot fire hose at because it was making noises out of it and shit. I, I don't know. That's all I could find on it. Um, or someone was
0: drunk and threw an ostrich on a roof.
1: As you do, that was the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Large scale tales of livestock slaughter also came through the area, which they always do with these kind of animals. These kind of cryptids, there's always livestock slaughter, right? Mm-hmm. Um, always. My one of my favorite and most famous stories that came out of this was from a navy commander who was testing cannonballs. A hmm? navy commander in the area doing his thing, testing cannons and cannonballs.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, Stephen Decatur saw the creature, shot at it with a cannon. A cannon. <laughs> it reportedly blew a hole a whole ass hole through the creature and the creature was like whatever and flew off.
0: Oh, it's one of those that can't die.
1: Like it didn't fucking dude supposedly hit this bitch with a cannonball and it was like meh, and just kept on going. <laughs> it was there was there, there was so much buzz with all these sightings that the scientific community, mostly in Philadelphia, actually did get involved. So science professors and experts from the Smithsonian Institute.
0: The Smithsonian. From the
1: Smithsonian, because there's a Smithsonian Institute Mm -hmm. in Philly at the time, uh, all weighed in on what they thought it was with all their guesses, like, oh, it's a fucking pterodactyl. It's a this, it's a that. The problem was, every theory they came up with, any kind of animal it could be, anything they thought it could be, there was no records that any other time and any other thing in the entire area ever that would match that. So all their theories were like, we don't have a fucking clue what this is, basically. The craziest part is the Philadelphia Zoo, and I, I saw the flyer for this. Okay, maybe we can. I could probably find it. We could probably post it on on, on Instagram and stuff. They offered. It to me. They offered ten thousand dollars reward for its capture.
0: I've heard this. <laughs> I think Josh on lights out. So, so we, fucking, keep, we keep shouting out lights out. We I love know. lights out. But the
1: fucking zoo was like, "Hey, if you find this bitch, I'll give you ten grand."
0: Yeah, they. Well, I mean, <laughs> duh, that's what you do. You set so, a reward
1: for it. Yeah, but sure. it to me. Of course. Short Better end, life. We want to study. We want to figure out what the fuck it is. Absolutely. But then shortly after, this thing went quiet.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, it wasn't seen anymore until 1927. So, again, not seven years. It can probably read. Uh, I doubt it. Uh, a taxi saw, driver was... Or
0: at least saw its picture on a flyer.
1: I doubt it. Where's it going to see the flyer from? Does it get in the mail? Does it have a P.O. box?
0: Oh, because that is so <laughs> beyond
1: belief. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> yeah everything else is reasonable that's just ridiculous exactly
0: (laughs) (laughs) don't come at me and saying that's unreasonable
1: (laughs) so things went quiet until 1927 uh, when a taxi driver was actually changing his car tire when he described a winged creature pounding on the roof of his car random fact for you did you know i didn't even fucking know this. this is the most weird fucking fact ever in 1939 the new jersey devil was officially called the state demon states have fucking official state demons i don't think texas does (laughs) i'll look (laughs) have you ever heard of a state official demon before no i've heard of a state bird yeah exactly well this thing apparently in 1939 they called it the official state demon uh in 1972 uh mary ritzer christensen um, Mm -hmm. said she saw the beast on a road driving to glassboro new jersey it was about 25 feet from her uh, and stood taller than a man with goat legs and a huge furry head. Same description. Another crazy sighting was, not even a sighting, but in 1980, Wharton State Forest Chief Ranger Alan McFarling uh, encountered something he just couldn't explain after like 20 years of being a wildlife marshal or whatever he was doing his thing. He couldn't explain it with his wildlife knowledge. Came across a group of pigs on a farm that's bodies were torn and scratched and the backs of their heads were eaten. Who? That's nasty, right? There was no blood, no tracks anywhere around it. So nothing could explain what got there, what killed them, how they got there. It was almost like they were just dropped from the sky. That's insane. I found found hundreds and hundreds of testimonies and eyewitness accounts. I mean, there's websites dedicated to them all over the internet that kind of report sightings and hearing screams and people going camping and encountering things. That's how Um, you can
0: make this like eight hours long. A Jersey you, devil. you literally you really could, could you could do yeah.
1: hours upon hours of all these sightings. I just picked the best ones and the most historical ones. Mm-hmm. Um, But you can go out there and, and really dive into it over the 250 years and decide what you think. I don't know. There, I mean, if you really want to be brave enough, go fucking camp in the Pine Burns. I mean,
0: no.
1: It's just, I mean, I'll link a couple of sites... In our stuff, on our show notes and stuff, when we put it on, when we put the podcast up, mm-hmm. the craziest thing, and I told you this, the craziest thing to me is if you go to New Jersey, nj.gov, the New Jersey state government fucking website, okay. there's a page on it about the fucking Jersey devil.
0: Is that really? Yeah.
1: You can actually go to the government state website and it has information about the Jersey devil on it. That blew my mind when I saw that.
0: Yeah, that
1: was kind of crazy. So, like I said, I don't know if it was real. I don't know which story's real.
0: Yeah.
1: You're brave enough Go camping in the Pine Barrens. Ten years ago, I would have done it. Nowadays, I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> I'm getting too old for that bullshit. <laughs> I'm not playing that game anymore. Um,
0: I don't know. I say I want to, but I'm not sure if I do or
1: not. You're like me. You want to do it, but mm-hmm. you're just a, I don't know if I actually really want to go do it. I
0: mean, if you flew me there,
1: I would. If I flew you there? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd go with you if I flew you there.
0: Yeah. I mean, I would totally do it.
1: And I guess I probably would, too.
0: But I, I don't know. I don't know if... I don't know if I believe in it still. I mean, it's fascinating.
1: And and that's what I love about them is do they exist? Do you believe it's real or not? That's the whole beauty of the cryptids is like some of the stories are so outlandish and crazy. And some of them are like, well, that could actually explain some shit.
0: Yeah, maybe. But
1: other aspects are like, that's a little far fetched.
0: Yeah. I just, I mean, if you would have asked me 10 years ago, I'd been like, fuck yeah, but I'm not sure anymore. I I
1: kind of, but you have also become the hardened cynic from your years of true crime, and and in your love of true crime, you don't believe things, and there's there's proof of what it is because you've seen it time and time again with all these crazy serial killers. You know some of your famous ones that you're like, oh, it couldn't be them, and then there's evidence, and you're like, oh, could be,
0: could be. But then until
1: you actually find out like definitively it is, you're like, who knows? Exactly. So it's
0: really there's no definitive proof. Pictures are great, and there's tons of pictures. Quote: I'm using my quotes, air quotes. I, you know, one thing that's always gotten to me, it's like with aliens and and uh, like the UFO sightings. They're they're always the blurry pictures, and it's like, does no one have a decent camera <laughs> when you're taking your alien pictures?
1: It's like the post we put on on Twitter. Mm-hmm. We can take fucking beautifully crystal clear images of 600 million light years away in space, but I can't get the fucking photo of the guy that robbed the convenience store down the street because he just looks like a blob. It
0: is so true. CCTV footage. CCTV footage. (laughs) And
1: then, you know, a lot of these photos and a lot of things we talk about are from 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago. So yeah, yeah, obviously it wasn't the best technology.
0: Yeah.
1: But it's also hard to say that I can't go on Photoshop and put a fucking weird ass looking blob and make the photo look old and be like, Oh, my grandfather has this. Like,
0: yeah, exactly. But then again, you know, people are very sure of what they've seen. And I'm not going to be the one to be like, no, you're lying. I have no proof they're lying. I have no proof they're telling the truth either. 100%. So, I mean, people so that one saw of those the Mothman. You have to leave it up. Like,
1: people maybe that saw the Mothman said not. that for months and even years afterwards, they were psychologically affected and even felt like the, the intense feeling of just pure evil when they saw it. Yeah. So you can't deny what a person experiences, but. No. What Absolutely causes that not. experience, or was what they think caused it real? Who knows? Who knows? And that kind of kind of wraps it up the way where I was going to. So it's like,
0: definitely, not are they real? Lying.
1: Are they real? I don't know. We don't
0: know. Maybe
1: one day one of these creatures, like we said at the beginning, will actually be a real scientific animal.
0: Yeah, that would be amazing.
1: But who knows? I mean, it's for you guys to decide. We'd love to hear your thoughts and feedbacks or experiences you even had yeah, with a cryptid. Yeah, have
0: y'all ever seen a cryptid of sort, a yeti, or just anything? Do you have an out opinion there?
1: on them? Do you think yeah, this shit's let us crazy? Know.
0: Definitely.
1: We have IG. On top of that, you know, Courtney and I like to take you know creative liberties with our podcast and we do episodes like this. Mm-hmm. Let us know how this one is. Do you like it? We can do more. Do you you do don't it? like it? Do you want Patrick to shut the fuck up and let Courtney <laughs> tell a story? Tell us. That's fine. I got thick skin. I can handle it. It's much less stressful doing the other side than it is on this side. I'll tell you <laughs> that much. Um
0: I had a blast doing
1: this one. Uh, you, you, I'm sure you did, because you got a break from yeah. doing all the hard work.
0: I was like, hell yeah. I think and I don't like want to do the hard
1: work again. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I will if you want me to. Um, but to all our hardcore true crime fans, have no fear. Courtney will be back next week with what I'm sure is saying fucked up, deranged ass, fucking serial killer. You're right. I just know you.
0: And I'm making you do a two-parter. <laughs>
1: As long as it's fucked up enough for a two-parter, I'm game. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. But you have anything else you want to say to the people?
0: Nope. That's
1: it. Yeah. So y'all be sure to go check us out on social media.
0: Yeah. um, Follow us on IG, Evil Pudding Podcast.
1: Evil Pudding Podcast on Instagram. And our Instagram actually has our link tree on it. So does our Twitter, which is at Evil Pudding Pod.
0: Facebook at Evil Pudding Pod. Facebook
1: at Evil Pudding Pod. We're on every platform. Mm -hmm. Feel free to comment. We even have – do we have a request form up yet? We do. We do have a request case. form. Case. request form. So yeah. if you want a specific serial killer or some fucked up haunted thing or send them in, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll take a look at it. If we get some good ones, we'll use them.
0: Personal
1: um, stories. 100% personal stories. Uh, we may one of those. We'll probably vet with you a little bit because we try to, aside from Patrick's fucked up episodes, we try to report the, the real shit. <laughs> I just, I just come off the fucking top with some dumb shit, but <laughs> <You don't. laughs> no, but seriously, um, Go check that stuff out. Contact us. Feel free to comment, post, whatever you guys think. We love y'all's opinions. We do this, like we always say, we do this for the fun of it, and we just enjoy doing it. So let us know how we do, what we can do better. Uh, Other than that, we will see you guys next week, and uh, be good to each other. Bye. Bye. I stole Courtney's line. (laughs)